Zone, uh, which is a, I guess, a horror movie podcast by three people who don't really watch horror movies. That's accurate. Um, so I'm Joe Boo, uh, and with me is Johnny and Vicky. Hi. Hi. Uh, so we've been, Johnny and I have been kicking around the idea of doing a podcast for a little while, um, and we never really found anything that sort of had teeth to actually like record and think that maybe would be interesting. Um, <laughs> well, we we basically realized that Vicky's never seen any movies, so we decided <laughs> let's start at A, uh, and this is the podcast where we're going to watch, start with Alien and end with Zootopia. <laughs> is that is that why we started with Alien? Uh, no, uh, so we started with Alien because it's old and less scary. Uh, ah, so okay. what Johnny said is essentially true. Uh, Vicky <laughs> hasn't seen any movies, but also she's a big scary cat. And we thought yes. it would be fun to force her to watch horror movies. Uh, so we started episode one with Alien, which is probably the first horror, horror movie, movie I ever saw. Uh, it's actually the first R-rated movie I ever saw. And we thought it'd be sort of a good starting point because it's not as scary as some of the other stuff we're going to get into. going to sort of ease Vicky into this. And Thank you. Also, I'm okay with burning Alien if we never publish this, which we definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> Uh, so generally we will start the show with talking about sort of the movie, what we know about it, if any of us have seen it, um, with this one in particular, uh, Vicky and I have actually already watched it. Uh, Johnny, have you watched it yet? Yeah. I mean, re- recently. Oh, you were just talking about taking show notes for it. So, yeah, yeah. I watched it last night. Okay. So we've all actually watched it. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about, do the conversation we would have normally before watching the movie uh but we're gonna have that now um so with that um let's start with vicky you're the only one who hadn't seen this movie before right yes uh what sort of were you expecting from it uh well the uh title was kind of leading into where it was gonna take place in space okay so you're just expecting space that's it oh okay and aliens (laughs) okay all right, so expecting an alien. That's pretty much Uh-oh. it. Uh, you also said in Discord that there's a kid and a mecha suit, uh, which okay. clearly are not yeah. from this movie. Oh. You also knew the I slogan would... from the poster, which is uh, "In space they can't hear you scream." And when you mentioned that earlier, I was like, "Wrong movie," but it's not. It is the right, exact right movie. Oh. And I just didn't remember that at all. Good for me, but it was uh, not in the movie. It was just a tagline. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't so think they ever that. said the tagline. It's not one of those movies where you get halfway through and someone says the uh, title of the movie in some dramatic point. Well, no, that it's hard. It's you. It's easy to miss, but the alien does actually say that right before his first kill. <laughs> well, they do actually say the name of the movie a lot during the movie. That's true. Um, but it's just alien, so. It's not like there's no dramatic zoom in on Sigourney Weaver where she says, alien. (laughs) Um, Also in my notes, what I expected was that there was going to be jump scares, aliens for sure, 
and dumb decisions also for sure. <laughs> and I was right. The dumb decisions I actually want to get to uh, in a little bit because I think that's sort of interesting. Um, but first, uh, I have a question. Did you know that Ripley was sort of the hero of the movie and of the franchise? Uh, I knew that she was like the main character. Okay. But I didn't know what she did at all. <laughs> so one thing that's sort of interesting about this movie that I came across when I was reading about it a little bit is that they never actually advertised Sigourney Weaver as the main character in the movie. Everyone oh. just sort of assumed it would be the captain. He was sort of positioned as the main character. And then he dies oh. second, I think, oh. right? Uh, Second or third. Yeah, so he dies pretty early on, and... Uh, Ripley becomes sort of the hero, and she's obviously positioned the whole time once you realize that she is. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was an inter- sort of an interesting thing, and um, it made the character of Ripley, I think, a lot more believable, since she wasn't just, like, the hard-nosed hero the whole time. Like, you had the ship's captain walking around with a flamethrower flame going yeah. hunting aliens, and not Sigourney Weaver. So you don't have this uh, sort of strong female character uh, using really mm-hmm. hard air quotes there. Um, you have an actual just believable character who is a female. Yeah. I I feel like it was kind of set up as more of an ensemble movie instead of just, like, one person. Right. Because they, they already had a smaller cast, you know, because there's only the seven of them. Yeah. So it was easier to give a larger part to each person. I think it is interesting that while... She was just one out of a crew, right? She definitely seemed to be have a more of a, a moral compass, or at least mm. an idea of what the right thing to do is in in situations from the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, and you you see that when she doesn't want to let the people back on the ship, and she wants to uh-huh. quarantine them, which is sort of not what you would expect from the hero. The hero would very much do what the captain did, where he said, uh, "His name is Dallas, right?" Yeah. So where he said, what would you, something along the lines of like, what would you have me do? We had to bring him into the medical bay. Well, no, that, the, the science dude let him in. But the, the captain ultimately let him in. Like Dallas, and that was an exchange so between da- Dallas and... Dallas was, oh yeah, Dallas. he, he ordered them to let them in. Yeah. Outside. Yes. Yeah, the conversation was between Dallas and oh, Ripley. Right. And then Ash was the one who ultimately hit the the button to let them in. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I want to, I guess let's just jump right into it. Um, so we have some stuff we'll generally run through. Um, general discussion, which is sort of where we're at right now. Uh, we sort of just blended into that. Um, again, because we've already all seen the movie. And then we'll go with, mm-hmm. uh, after a general discussion, we have best scare, best moment, internet plot holes. Um, which I'm really excited about um, because internet plot holes are the worst thing in the world, and I'm really excited to talk about them. Um, that section is basically just there to make Johnny angry and to get him fired up. <laughs> it's sort of like the revenge for making Vicky watch uh, <laughs> scary movies. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for when, if we ever talk about Us. Because oh, I know Johnny has some strong opinions on that one. 
That's lower in the alphabet, man. About what the... Yeah, it's going to be a while before we get there. <laughs> uh, next movie is Aliens, and then Alien Covenant, and then Alien <laughs> Resurrection. So we're going to watch the Alien movies out of order. <laughs> oh, okay. We're not actually, actually going to watch uh, stuff oh, in I alphabetical know, order. Jeez, Vicky. <laughs> I know. Um, so I actually do want to ask you about Dumb Decisions. So, because I didn't really... A lot of the times when you watch a movie like this, it's just a bunch of things where you're like, oh my god, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I didn't see that or didn't notice it here. Did you have anything that sort of stood out to you there? Um, uh, when they were, first, first things, when they went to that giant spaceship, the U-shaped spaceship, you know? Yeah, yep. the Prometheus spaceship. Yeah, yeah. Which somehow, okay, f- but we're going to sidetrack here for a second. <laughs> How is it that you've seen Prometheus but not Alien? I actually think that's really interesting, and I think it might uh, give Vicky a pretty unique perspective going into this movie, maybe? Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw it when it was in theaters because my dad wanted to see it, and he took me with him, and I didn't understand, like, nothing made sense to me. But, uh, I don't think you were alone there. <laughs> um, Does it make any more sense now? I mean, the spaceship looks familiar. So like, <laughs> Nailed it. And, uh, I don't remember much from that movie because it came out a while ago. Uh, and I only saw it the once. But, and it's um, obviously very memorable. Yeah, there was, um, uh dude yep and that's our prometheus review uh prometheus mini episode <laughs> one <to laughs> <go. Within a laughs> review. <laughs> right so um yeah so when they're in the the prometheus ship they they go poking around in the skeleton like why would you stick your hand in an explosion hole Tin that you've never seen before are you talking about in the like chest of the big alien thing Yes. That they went digging around in? Yeah, so, like, maybe that's not... Eh, I guess it's best off doing something like that. Lowering yourself into the exploded hole in the ground before even, like, looking around first? Like, maybe shining your light down there first? I think they did shine their light down or something. Mm, I don't know. Not enough! Anyways, that's, like, where the signal's coming from, so they have to check it out. They have to. Right, Uh, so they're they're not getting paid if they don't check this out. Right. <laughs> right. And they're also not professional astronauts, really. Like, they're not scientists and explorers. They're commercial. They're base truck- truckers. They're space truckers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Also, he touched an egg. Yeah, so, like, maybe that wasn't super well advised. But if you <laughs> just saw an egg, I mean, I would touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think also partly the the implication is that Kane uh, has a more uh, curious uh, personality, right? Like as soon as he volunteers to go out, Dallas is like, of course you would volunteer to go out. That's fair. It doesn't make make it smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um... So that's one thing. I think that I'm sort of trained to not worry about people making dumb decisions. 
because I watch a lot of movies where people make a lot of bad decisions, and in, like, <laughs> the heat of the moment stuff, you'll make a lot of bad decisions, right? Like, people are sort yeah. of terrible at decision-making, they make bad decisions all the time. Um, so, like, if it, the alien is chasing them and they do something stupid, that's sort of whatever. Um, I do think that maybe jumping down and, like, touching the eggs is probably not super smart, but... And also, he just put his hand through the little, the mist, the blue mist. Like, he didn't, like, have anything dropped in there first to make sure it wasn't gonna, like, laser his hand off. <laughs> well, it was like a dead ship. I don't think they were probably worried about getting their, like, limbs lasered off. Okay, was there anything else sort of like that? Was there anything here that sort of took you um, out of the narrative? Or took you out of the uh, suspension of disbelief? Um, not like scientists or anything. Or like actual, like, you know, military people or whatever. Right. But like, I feel like that would make them extra cautious, right? But they weren't. Or maybe extra uncautious. So one thing about sort of this crew and the beginning of this movie, especially the first like 30 minutes is that it really just shows sort of the banality of spaceflight for these people. Like, these are not trained astronauts. They're not the type of people we would normally associate with space. They're not, like, Matthew McConaughey, right? (laughs) Is that who you associate with space? (laughs) Apparently it is. Is he in a space movie? (laughs) Yeah, because Interstellar? Is that not your Uh, ideal of astronaut? (laughs) Is Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar? I haven't seen that movie either. Are we going to have to start another podcast for other movies I haven't seen? No, we're not. Uh, We'll run out of horror movies at some point. We won't. (laughs) Um, But, so these are not, like, astronauts. They're not, they're just, like, some dudes killing time, moving stuff from point A to point B. Yeah. And I feel like you've probably met a lot of people. I think we probably work with a lot of people who are sort of similar temperamentally and would be like, yeah, let's just go look in that cave. That sounds dope. (laughs) Well, they had to, right? Like, that that was the 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 only reason they stopped is because there's some paragraph in their yeah, corporate... Yeah, contractually contract. obligated. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, so they had to stop and check out the signal, but, I mean, the them going deeper into the cave and not just being like, you know, we should probably come back with better supplies and actually, like, do this uh, the safe way is probably mm-hmm. something that would never occur to them. Because they're just, like, some dudes, right? And they're like, oh, this is sort of a weird cave. Let's go check it out. And most of them, like, not not the pilots, but uh, most of the other crew, you're right. Like, they're they're basically along for the ride. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only one who isn't is Evil Robot Man, um, who we will, I am sure, get to. Um, So I have a couple of questions for you guys. Um just to sort of guide us. Um, so since this is a horror movie podcast, uh, let's start with how scary was this? Um, and either of you can take it away. I mean, it wasn't the scariest thing. Uh, there were a couple scary moments. Overall, I wasn't, like, terrified. So it was more of a thriller than, like, a horror movie. Okay. Uh, to give us a little bit of context here, uh, what would you say is the scariest thing? In the movie? No, just generally. Oh, like, uh, demons and shit. (laughs) Haunting stuff. Okay. Uh, Next movie, Event Horizon. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, so I mean the the suspense stuff is it's not like oh god, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Got it. Uh Johnny, how about you? Um so I've seen it before, so I feel like a lot of the the slow pacing and stuff didn't hold as much attention for me, but at the same time it remained interesting. Like I know there's some movies where the slow pacing after you watch it once or twice, it just becomes boring. Um, but I thought it was still very interesting. Um, the the jump scare that got me was the one at the the very end, and like I knew it was coming uh, when the aliens on the the escape shuttle. Um, oh. But there was something just about that scene that just sort of lulls you into a kind of yeah comfort. Yeah, because, I mean, it's sort of the the come down, right, at the end of the whole, like, tense build-up, the whole movie. And then, like, oh, there's still an alien here. Yeah, (laughs) and I think it was super relatable, too. Like, we all, it just seemed like she was about to go to bed, right? She's at home, just just got off work, going to bed, getting ready. Oh, shit, there's a fucking alien. Yeah. Um, So, I didn't, I've only seen this movie once before, it's about 20 years ago. So I remember basically, like, two things about this movie. Uh, Mostly that it was really slow, and I thought the alien should have been in it more. Uh, That's sort of my (laughs) 11-year-old review of this. Um, But I thought... I don't know that it was particularly scary. Um, I wasn't scared at any point. I think it was really effective. Um, And I think it was really... The tension building was really good. Um, When the first dude who gets got by the alien... Uh, is sort of walking around and he goes into that weird room that I don't really understand what it is where there's like chains hanging down and like water <laughs> dripping from the sky. The best I could come up with was it was like a weird shower area, but I don't I don't know. Um, like that scene was really tense and really good. Um, again, not scary. Uh, the one right. jump scare that got me was when Dallas was in the vents and trying to get away from the alien, and uh, you just see the face of the alien and, like, his hands. Uh, That one got me pretty good. It was a good scene. That was the one that didn't get me. Which ones (laughs) did get you? Oh, the first one, for sure. Is the first one the one with the cat? Um, maybe. Uh, no, maybe it was the, uh, ace hugger? Oh, yeah, uh, when that thing bursts out and latches onto the dude's face. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to latch itself to its face. Yeah, I think that uh, at this point, face hugger is uh, enough in the like lexicon of science fiction that it's sort of expected. Of course, Johnny and I also have seen the movie and know what happens, so that sort yeah. of takes away from that one. Um, so overall, it seems like we're saying it wasn't particularly scary, uh, more just tense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so general thoughts, we've sort of gone through quite a bit of them. I have one thing I want to bring up, and it's that this movie very clearly is from 1979. <laughs> um, all of the, oh, yeah. I sort of really like the computer screens all being in binary and like uh, yeah. just old like green font like i actually think that's kind of cool and works pretty well um the room with mother 
uh, which is lights. just a super like weird thing to call your computer. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but that room is very you like know? '70s, right? Oh yeah. And yeah. comparing to like Star Wars, so when I watch Star Wars now, it obviously looks dated, uh, but it still looks sort of futuristic. If that makes sense, like the the technology in it isn't obviously so dated, uh, and maybe right. part of that is just that that movie was much more formative for me than Alien was. But the whole time I was watching this, I was just like sort of amazed by what 1979 thought we were going to be doing in space, like the the <laughs> motion detectors that that Ash just like builds, I guess. Um, yeah. Those are just like boxes with some cardboard tubing at the end. Um, <laughs> some paper towels. <laughs> that was the thing that really sort of uh, pulled me out of the movie because, like, you watch, um, and I'm gonna keep bringing up Star Wars probably because they came out around the same time. Um, well, Star Wars a couple years earlier. Is that everything? Nothing in Star Wars was like bulky, right? So like, you have their their communicators that they use are just little like flash drives that they're talking into. Um, the headsets that they use on the Millennium Falcon when they're in the gunner. Sh- things are small um, yeah. and the computer displays are very basic and obviously dated but they don't look like anything that we actually use or ever used um, so they look more it sort of doesn't take you out as much I think um, yeah there's definitely a moment where they're they one of them's got like a flashlight and it's like the size of a briefcase and it's just a flashlight <laughs> and it's like wow yeah fair? to be fair to alien it is not it is sci-fi Right? It's not fantasy. So Star Wars is fantasy, so they can make up whatever they want. Well, Star Wars is like a a space fantasy. And it's not like this is a hard science fiction movie, either. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's supposed... They're trying to make it more believable than, like, Star Wars was trying to go for, like, fantasy. I I don't know. I would say Star Wars... Star Wars is definitely fantasy. Also, there is uh, hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, my point was that like they're they're two they're going for two different things. Right. You know? It's just that the the vision of the future in Alien is sort of boxy and large, uh, which is sort right. of the opposite of the direction that we went and ob- and will continue to go likely. Um, yes. So, and it was just the the super hokey boxes with tubes on them they well and there's even it was even in the language too or, or in certain scenes where like ash makes those detectors right and ripley's like well how do these even work and he's like <laughs> oh they detect micro something in the air and like oh, they later detect the movie, micro like, changes in pressure in the air i actually sort of like that <laughs> well like later in the movie like she mimics them like oh my girl <laughs> 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 what she says. <laughs> Sassy Ripley. Not buying it. <laughs> I'm a scientist. That's, yeah, I really like that Ripley just felt like she's just having sort of a shitty day. <laughs> but it was just like <laughs> determined to be work. professional about it. Yeah. Like, she's yeah, a yeah, pro, yeah. she's gonna handle it like a pro, but god, this sort of sucks. <laughs> I really like, and that sort of comes out at the end when she's setting the, the, the self-destruct <laughs> sequence. Yeah. And then she turns it off and Mother says something. And she's like, I turned it off, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
and that felt very real life to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, resonated very much with <laughs> with Ripley. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, next question that I have for you guys is, did this movie work? Um, it seems to me like we probably think that it did. Um, I definitely think it did. Um, it yeah. wasn't overly scary, but it was super tense. Um, and there wasn't anything that really took me out of it other than the weird box tubes. Mm. Um, and the self-destruct sequence at the end was a little strange, but whatever. I don't know why the ship needed a self-destruct, but there's probably a reason. <laughs> 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 that's always a good question right why do, why do we have a self-destruct well why so they're, we just, they're transporting we like minerals oh. ores right yeah ores. and so i yeah. could see there being something that like maybe they don't they're supposed to keep it away from pirates or something and so they have a destruct in case they get boarded that type of thing or mm. just like maybe the I don't know. I I don't really know what else there would be, but it's like, I sort of buy that it would have a self-destruct. Maybe I've just been conditioned that every ship has a self-destruct, even though it wouldn't make any sense. Like, I can't go, if I'm, like, being chased in my car, or, like, my car comes alive and tries to kill me, it doesn't have a self-destruct for me to blow it up, right? And you're yeah. saying it should. I guess I, I guess I sort of am. Like, if someone's, like, carjacking me, and I'm like, no, you can't have my car, it should, I should be able to blow it up, right? Yeah, just jump out of it as it explodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. so maybe I'm maybe the problem is not that there is a self-destruct. The problem is that there aren't enough self-destructs. <laughs> or well, here's here's another issue with the self-destruct. In this emergency situation where you need to blow up your spaceship really quickly, there's like a 20-minute process of like opening a case, pulling multiple levers, yeah. inserting some weird vials into a thing so that you can do – and I realize you don't want to like just have a button that you can accidentally <laughs> press. But in this emergency situation, maybe it shouldn't be that complicated. I also think... took the time to read the directions. Yeah. Well, you should always do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You should. You I should was appreciating read it. directions. <laughs> Ripley, Ripley as a character is pretty flawless. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I, that may have been a joke, but I actually do think that. Like it was a joke, especially in this movie. <laughs> She's just sort of. I don't know. I understood where Ripley was sort of coming from the whole time, yeah. and like yeah. I said, just a just having a terrible day, but determined to be a pro mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, doing the right thing, even when no one's looking. Um. So yeah. I do have um one question um and this is mostly directed i think at vicky although i can also johnny can jump in too um but so the reveal that ash is like an evil android how did you feel about that i was totally not expecting that um like off about him because obviously he's a shady dude but like i was thinking like was like i don't know some hidden agenda which obviously he ended up having but like i wasn't expecting him to actually be a robot yeah i guess when uh the second time he said mother and i are still collating okay yeah that's a little that's a weird weird sort of weird phrasing right (laughs) yeah but i i actually did not see that coming yeah yeah it's pretty good i didn't actually so this 
that reveal sort of ruined for me because I don't remember enough about it, the original, like when I first watched it. Um, mm. I was 11 and bored because I th- thought the alien should have been in it more. So I wasn't really <laughs> affected by him being an evil android. Um, but then just like I gained the knowledge that that happened at some point. Um, so I just like knew it. And so that, I don't know. I never really experienced that like moment of realization that not only is this dude sort of a jerk, but also he's an evil android who's been programmed to kill everyone. Or not kill yeah, so everyone, like, but just like let them all die. Yeah. And he like started sweating whatever that cream colored stuff was. Milk. Just straight milk. milk. Yeah. He's he's That's powered gross. by milk. Um I was like, oh shit, is he an alien? <laughs> yeah. Milk. Oh, one then, thing uh, about him, so I don't understand why he's so wet inside, right? Um, why, that's what? sort of weird. Why he's so wet inside? Oh. <laughs> like, there's just milk everywhere? Maybe it's, like, hydraulic fluid for his <laughs> yeah. actuators? Like, yeah. it's loaded so, out? In, like, five or ten know. years or whenever we ha- have androids, we can make fun of, like, the tech that they thought androids were going to look like. But until that happens, we kind of got to just give them the benefit of the doubt. I guess. Their, their guess is sort of as good as ours, right? Yeah. Um, one I mean, thing I was, did really it like... Wasn't, oh, go ahead, Vicky. Um, it wasn't... It was a weird liquid because it dried on his face, and that was weird. Yeah. I mean, so it, I don't think it was milk. No. I mean, if I had to guess a fluid that I've seen before, it would not be milk. Mm. Have you ever let a whole bunch of milk dry on your face? Uh, no. Well. But, I mean, I'd rather talk about how he's powered by milk than how he's just full of cum, right? (laughs) That's, like, sort of what it looks like. This part might be cut out. I'm sort of on the fence about how... Obviously, this is uh, going to be a podcast that is not aimed at kids because we're talking about mostly rated R movies. Um, yeah, we're all we're all adults here. Yeah, right. Uh, so I don't, but I don't know how much I want to go into like talking about how like this android looked like he was full of cum and how cum was just like <laughs> bursting out of his face. But that is like that's what I thought of. When I was watching it. I was like, ah, oh, that seems. That right. seems and earlier, weird. when he's drinking a glass of milk, you're like, mm, maybe it's not milk. Maybe maybe he's drinking a glass of something else. <laughs> Uh, walking around drinking a <laughs> one thing I actually really liked about him though uh, once his head was cut off uh, <laughs> is yeah. that great smile he had yeah no so you can see all the fiber optics running through him and I thought that was pretty yeah. neat because fiber yeah. optics are cool and something that might actually be used so hmm. that was sort of prescient seeming I guess not really prescient but like that sort of held up. It was sort of downplayed by all the, the cum shooting out of him. And I don't know why it was in him. You know why. Well, no, but, like, they're all frozen the whole, like, ride. Like, they're just in deep sleep. It's not like they're bored or anything. Right? <laughs> so what you're saying is, off-camera... Like, in, like, the five minutes between these different scenes, everybody's getting busy with Ash. Maybe. There actually is a deleted scene where Ripley and the other girl whose name I can't remember, um, they talk about, like, have you done it with Ash? And they're both like, nah, he seems sort of weird. 
Um, so that's, I mean, I guess sort of reinforces that idea. Um, but I mean, maybe they just need to make him super realistic. Like in case he needs to mate with any of the crew, he needs, you know, to be anatomically correct, I guess. Yeah. That makes more sense too, because spoiler alert, Vicky, uh, all androids are full of cum and all of the future alien movies, whenever there is an android, same deal. Yeah, it also oh, sort of, boy. it's deeply implied in Blade Runner. <laughs> so like Which at the, is at the end same, he's like, same canon. Am I an android? Oh, okay. He could have just like cut his wrist and seen if a bunch of cum came out. <laughs> um, okay, so that's, that's the cum talk, I guess. Um, do you guys <laughs> want to talk about... Uh, how, so, like, the how the alien is just sort of an animal and not inherently evil, and that the evil comes from... This, this is one movie where I will accept, or one franchise, I guess, where I will accept the humans are the monsters. Uh, have you seen The Walking Dead? Uh, fuck Robert zombies. Robert Kirkman has a lot to say about who the real monsters are. <laughs> <laughs> fuck zombies. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm not a huge fan. Um... Yeah, so, like, this this thing is... So, the only thing I don't buy about that is that these are a space... It's a spacefaring race, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's the down ship with dead alien in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's not like we can say that they have no morality. They're just there to eat. I mean, well, maybe it's, like, a sort of Lovecraftian, they're so above us that they don't see us as, like, beings with... Uh, like morality and free will. So the alien, the so like alien the was like driving cats. the ship, right? It wasn't. Yeah, I don't he... think so. I, it, I mean, it came from the egg, and the eggs were all below. The aliens killed whoever is driving the ship, right? If we're taking this without without taking any of the future movies, in got the, it? Okay, yes. Right. We're yeah. just looking at this. We we know that that giant elephant man skeleton thing was probably him or his buddies were the pilots of the ship. I guess, yeah. And that they were killed because he had the thing that burst out of his chest by the same aliens. Got it. So it's not just the alien, like, in the cockpit driving around. (laughs) That'd be dope. It would be, (laughs) and I kind of wish it was. (laughs) Okay. Um... Um... and well, and I so to go back to the whole humans are the monsters thing, I think the reason it doesn't bother me is because it's the corporate corporate humans are the monsters yeah corporations are the monsters right they don't care yeah. about people they don't care about their employees they only care about assets and profits right and that's that's a pretty effective part of this like the the two uh guys who are i think essentially maintenance on the ship right They're like are, maintenance dudes yeah griping the whole time about their yeah uh, bonus yeah. not being the same as everyone else and not wanting as much um, they had that really... Nobody ever takes them seriously either. They're just like, whatever, just deal yeah. with it. That one Pretty scene yeah. with them and Ripley when they're uh, repairing, trying to repair the ship to go back, um, and at the end they just turn off all the steam that's shooting right. out. Right. Yeah, that part was really great. I really liked those well, dudes in that point. It was <laughs> even better. Like I liked it a lot because 
just two scenes ago, they're complaining about nobody else comes down here and does this work. And when Ripley does go down there, they're just total <laughs> assholes to her. Yeah. yeah, so you can sort of see why they're not taken seriously, right? And the one dude just had so many titty pictures. <laughs> like, his whole bunk was just titties. Yeah. You don't know if that was his bunk. Or do you see him there? I I guess you don't. It could have been Dallas, I guess. <laughs> could have been Ripley. It could Pretty have been sure Ripley's. Ripley's. Yeah. We know I it guess. wasn't Ashes. Well, we don't know that. I, I no, guess we do seem... because he's full of cum. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, he did seem very interested in the titty magazine before he tried suffocating <laughs> Ripley. He was like, oh, yeah, these are titties. Titty Weapon of choice. Rolled up magazine. Yeah, that was sort of weird. He's like an android with all this, like, android strength, and he's just like, why don't I roll up this magazine and shove it down her throat instead of just, like, punching yeah. it in the head I'm gonna know he was malfunctioning, but still very good. He's not, maybe he's not, like, a combat android. Let's just get that right out of the way. <laughs> he has, like, android enhanced strength, but he doesn't really know how to wield it. He does know how to wield rolled up magazines. I thought, because like I said, I don't really remember. I thought he was just going to start swatting her with a magazine. I was like, this doesn't seem Bad effective. Ripley. Bad Ripley. This seems, this seems less effective than punching. <laughs> nah. All right, we've actually sort of covered all of the general questions I have. Um, do you guys want to talk about sort of the best scare? Um, Johnny, how about you go first? I, we talked about it a little bit before. I think it was the one at the very end because it's all it's all coming down. And even having seen it before, like I knew the alien was on there. And I don't think you necessarily even need to have seen the movie before to guess that the alien would make it onto the escape shuttle, right? But like, you know it's there. You know it's going to come out. And they even show it. Like, yeah. it's kind of blended in with all the pipes and whatnot. Um, but it was just such a... I think this the mood of the scene was done so well where she's just done and she's getting ready to sleep for Yeah, she puts like the cat into cryo sleep and then she mm-hmm. takes off like all of her like work clothes and she's just like throws her shit on the table. She's yeah. just ready to nap. Um that was one scene for me where uh watching it on demand really hurt it. Uh, because I paused it around there to do something I don't remember. Um, gotcha. But I, but there's like 30 minutes left still. Mm. I'm just like, oh, well, obviously more is going to happen. Um, I think seeing that scene in a movie theater where you don't really know, you aren't dialed into run times, you don't have like clocks that you can see around you. So it seems like just the end of the movie, right? Yeah. And right. then there's still a fucking alien in there. Um, I, I was also going to say that was the best scare too, actually. It's on the when it's on the ship and they're looking for it, you know that there's going to be jump scares coming, right. like at some point. But like that one, I was like, "Oh, good, she made it! Oh my god, yes!" <laughs> and then it was there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So mine's a little different. So mine is when uh, Ripley becomes basically the captain of the ship after the other two die, uh, and she goes in to talk to Mother, and she overrides it. So that it tells her the oh, yeah. goal oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, of the yeah. mission. And it sort of dawns on her that Ash is uh, probably not a great person, or maybe not even a person. And then the camera falls and back. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. and you just see his face next to hers. I thought that scene was really effective. And it's, it wasn't it was really like good. a jump scare, um, but it was sort of just a just a hammer drop moment. 
Yeah, very creepy. The whole the whole movie sort of pivots there, um, and I thought it was really really good. And it, it highlighted sort of how scary Ash is, um, and how he's he's really sort of the bad guy in this, right? He brings in the yeah. alien. He makes sure that it's there. He makes sure that they mm-hmm. don't like kill it or anything. Um, and then when it's all sort of revealed, he's just sort of he doesn't even really respond. He's not even really mad. He's just like, "Yep, this was happening, and now I'm gonna suffocate you with a titty mag." <laughs> <laughs> As the representative of the evil corporation, I'm gonna make you choke on this titty magazine. <laughs> I guess that kind of bleeds best into moment. best moment. Yeah, best moment. What do you guys think? I don't know. I've got one. I like for me, like, um, it's it's during the scene when Brett, the maintenance guy, is walking through the weird shower with chains, mm-hmm. um, which, while being very weird on a spaceship, is also aesthetically very dope. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was it, like, especially it looks because. Cool. And because, like, you've seen, I think you've seen the alien's tail at that point, right? Well, so that's actually the best moment, I think, is the, the when the tail drops is yeah. such a cool scene. I mean, but just, you've just seen, it, that you've seen it before then, though, right? Or is that the first time we see the alien? I think that's the first, because he picks okay. up the little skin of the oh, smaller yeah, yeah. version, right? Yeah. And so we know it's bigger. We don't know how big. And then the tail fucking drops behind him. We're like, fuck, that thing's huge. Mm-hmm wasn't like and the whole like the only reason he dies is because he's trying to find that cat yeah mm-hmm. which to be fair it's worth it he got he gotta save jones well oh, yeah and i really liked uh the point that i forget who made it about why he should have caught the cat they're like well we're just gonna keep chasing this cat around unless you go right right it's it. gonna yeah. show up on the so it's yeah. not like it totally makes sense that he would go off and he sort of sulks away going looking for the cat um and it's not like it doesn't feel contrived at all that he was in there the room yeah. itself seemed maybe a little contrived, but I don't think that was the point of it. I think <laughs> the point of it was just like, this is a scary as fuck place to be when an alien right. shows up. But I mean, not too scary that you're, you're not going to spend like five or 10 or 20 minutes just letting water slap you in the face. Yeah. I mean, I'd be into it too. <laughs> you can only use a shower, right? Sometimes. Impromptu yeah. showers are the best ones. <laughs> Especially with all your clothes on, yeah, and your hat. That's what makes them impromptu. <laughs> the hat is important. Uh, Vicky, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, if I'm being honest, I like, I liked the the wide shots the best. Um, I, it wasn't really a moment, but like seeing like space. <laughs> yeah. For the course for me, but I I just really like how they were, you know, actually a in space. space? Shot. Yeah. You... Yeah, I think a lot of that was really cool. Um the dual planets when they're landing. Yeah. Yeah. Um Vicky did a like a stream of consciousness thing while she was watching the movie and I thought it was really funny cuz you're like, <laughs> "Oh no, chestburster, don't touch it. What are you guys doing? You're all super dumb." Oh, nice shot of Orion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it really makes sense to me that that would be your favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a good shot. Um, so that sort of goes right into what my best moment is. It's the chest burster. I mean, all right. It's it Very was good. one of like two actual scenes that I remembered. It was that and the the aliens sleeping in the shuttle were the only things I really remember. And the the chestburster scene was way more affecting than I remember it being. Like, 
it is sort of crazy. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah, and then the thing, like, pops out of his chest, and it doesn't really go anywhere at first. It just sort of, like, sits there and just, like, looks around, and you get this really, like, the shot just of, like, its head and all of the fucking gore all over the place, and it's really yeah. good. And then it sort of silly, scuttles away, sort of silly, but... <laughs> like it's yeah. on a track. Yeah, sort of like it's on a track. Like maybe it was on a track. Maybe. <laughs> um, but that scene, great. I mean, that sort of is Alien, right? Yeah, Like sure. that scene, that's what sort of has lived on as what Alien is, other than Sigourney Weaver being a badass with a machine gun. Um, Very true. But that's sort I'm of not this I didn't, movie. like, remember that, like, having seen it before or anything, but, like, didn't remember it from pop culture. Yeah. I remembered it, like at the scene i was like oh oh <laughs> but before the movie i was like yeah i think the 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 big ones are like face huggers the eggs are very uh, iconic mm-hmm. and then the alien itself yeah with the double bounce right so i want to talk about the alien for a second so the alien is very much a man in a costume right yeah yeah and they very clearly did everything they could to never show you that it was a man in the costume Except for the one scene where it's in with, uh, towards the end, with the two, the girl and the guy who died last. Mm. And it's just, yeah. like, standing there, like, reaching out. Like, it was a really, like, so... it was a really good costume, and, like, it was really, like, you could believe that that alien was shaped that way, but also it very much looked like a dude in a costume. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of old sci-fi and horror movies suffer from that. Yeah, they wanted to do, I think they wanted to do an animatronic, but there wasn't, like, space for it, so they had to do man in costume, uh, and I think Ridley Scott put a lot of effort into it, not looking like a man in a costume. I think he did really And that's well. also, yeah, I think it worked really well, and it's also why, like, you get a lot of, like, a lot of shots with steam and strobing lights and basically oh, anything God. to, to cover strobe. up. There is oh, a man God, that, that strobe light seems super tense. I hated it so much. It annoys me so much that they put so much strobe light in there. Well, there was a light and there was a fan going. So, like, the lights in that area had all been shut off and there was a light behind a fan that was making it strobe. It wasn't like a strobe light. It was totally believable. Well, it, it was it a strobe there. effect. <laughs> Very believable. <laughs> it was super obnoxious. There wasn't just, like, a disco ball in there or whatever. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> You remember the scene in the middle of the movie where the alien just starts having like a disco dance off with John Travolta? <laughs> Wasn't that weird? Okay, so real quick, I want to talk about Spaceballs. So one thing that has sort of changed uh, my view of the chestburster is that um, I will say that Spaceballs uh, was a relatively formative movie yeah. for me. And it ends with just a super goofy chestburster scene. Where well, and it was it, like, it was the same guy. Yeah, it like busts out of his chest and then has like a top hat and a cane. Oh, and starts yeah. like singing and yeah. dancing, and like what surprised me really about the chestburster scene was that I didn't think about that at all. I thought about it before and after, but during the scene, that was not in my head at all. I didn't think about it until it scurried away on the track because it did the exact same thing in Spaceballs. And it's like, oh, yeah. And actually, like, they did a really good job. Like, they got the same actor. They got John Hurt. They got 
a very good looking little alien that looked a lot like it. Yeah. Just had, you know, a cane and a top hat. I was singing and dancing. Um, okay, so let's go into our uh, next thing, which is internet plot holes. So I actually did a lot of searching, and this movie, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but it sort of predates the internet. <laughs> well, I think you're wrong. We see it in the movie. Sure, oh. sort of. Some sort of internet exists in the movie. But the, uh, you, let's say it predates internet discussion boards. <laughs> Right, huh. so there's not like a treasure trove of uh, people pointing out inane plot holes, mm. um, but I do want to read you guys a couple of them that I found on this uh, super legit looking message board. <laughs> oh, good. That are just written by some dude called Jmix. Um, so he has five plot what? holes. The first is a minor plot hole, and this I feel like is going to speak to Vicky. Uh, Kane was attempting to eat solid food after he just had an alien life form stuck to his face. No one's gonna give solid food to a patient who just underwent a major trauma such as his. Oh, right, of course. And, uh, I feel like that goes sort of hand-in-hand with, uh, no open food and drinks in the medical area. God! Um, and I think that part of, well, first off, I think that's hilarious. Um, and I'm super for it. And this movie's ruined for me forever. Um, but I think that sort of goes back to how these are just sort of like truckers. Yeah. They don't, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, we should have him on an IV drip for like six days because there was some fucking alien shoving its fucking tentacles down his throat. Yeah. I mean, I would have maybe been like, hey, dog, you want some like oatmeal first? See how that feels going down the old gullet? <laughs> Maybe eat some ice cream for a little while. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know about medical advances, right? Maybe they like checked his throat and they're like, "Oh yeah, dog, you're totally fine. Here, have some wings." So Ash was the the science officer, and he knew that crew was expendable. So he was just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> he well, he probably also knew that there was an alien gestating in his chest. Him, What's that, Vicky? Oh, sorry. I thought it was interesting that they didn't tell him. Yeah, tell I think they were all just relieved they didn't tell uh kane anything about like he's uh, like i don't remember anything and they're like <laughs> yeah i'd just be like yep that's way better that way <laughs> wish i didn't um have some so, greasy food uh the next minor plot hole that was a minor plot hole this is a minor oh. one alien is showing having an intelligence equivalent of that of a human being unfortunately that doesn't explain how it's able to navigate around an alien to it spaceship on the first day of its existence, or conceal itself while doing this. Um, I think that's just, like, basic instincts, right? Uh, yeah, it's the perfect... The like idea it is it's the around. perfect beast, right? It's the perfect being... The perfect killer or something. It's Right. It's, in like, way... perfect defenses and offenses, and it's perfectly hostile. Right. God, Ash is just such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, the part where her and... Uh, Dallas are arguing about Ash, and he's like, oh, he's just another science officer. He's a normal, cool dude. We high-five all the time, and Ripley's like, no, this dude's a douchebag. Like, have you talked to him? It's fucking weird. And he's like, why, like do you, why no, do you I think he's pretty cool. comes along with this? Um, the way I remember that conversation is Ripley's like, why'd you invite this fucking nerd? And then Dallas is like, look, like, mom made me bring him, mother made me bring him, I, like... Just, yeah, just deal with it. Like, 
it's one job. All right. The end. Yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> alien. Um, okay. Major plot hole. This is a good one. Spacecraft require an oxygen, oxygen rich environment. Using mm-hmm. flamethrowers mm-hmm. to hunt an alien in such an environment mm-hmm. would be the equivalent of pouring gasoline on oneself and lighting a cigarette. The film completely, the film completely hand waves this, and several times flamethrowers are used in a situation which would have incinerated the alien and the crew member using the flamethrower. Vicky, did you do you moderate a movie plot holes website? <laughs> yeah, it's movie dash plot holes dot four Does that sound familiar to you, Vicky? <laughs> no. But, like, I had in my nose, why do they have open flame? Because it's dope. Because it's dope. Because flamethrowers are dope. Yeah, so they had to have some sort of weapon, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. a baseball bat's not going to do it, and bullets aren't going to do it, right? Oh, they didn't try. Well, if you shoot it, the acid bleeds through the hole, and you all get sucked out into space. They sort of figured that part out on early. (laughs) Right? So, like, they know they can't just, like, cut it up. And so they need something that... Uh, if it gets injured, cauterizes, right? So, and, like, you don't want to get close enough to a baseball bat. And, like, the one thing I will say is, like, how do we know that spacecraft require an oxygen-rich environment in the year, whatever year they're flying around in the Nostromo? Oh, shit, so you're, like, potholing the plot hole. Yeah, I mean, this is just, like... So, this is a common theme with internet plot holes. They take something that we think... And then apply it to a movie and are like, well, this movie is obviously bad because they didn't think about this. And it's like, <laughs> you don't think that in like a thousand years we could figure out how to make like an Earth-like environment inside a spaceship? Are you fucking kidding me, guy? They have artificial gravity, which they went out of their yeah. way to point out they were turning on, which I think was sort of unnecessary. But I guess <laughs> they were just preempting J-Mix here. They were... <laughs> <laughs> They're going through like their little aircraft checks i think that makes sense sure but it's like yeah artificial gravity on oh good thanks ripley we needed that because you guys hadn't been walking around the spaceships this whole time like (laughs) i sort of get it um i like ripley did some sort of stream of consciousness lines (laughs) at some point yeah she has one job and she's gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just like when she's hailing, like, the Antarctica base. It's like, Antarctica. A- I thought that Antarctica? was really cool. Yeah. No, it was good. I like that the base is in Antarctica. It's sort of cool. Yeah, and they yeah. came from the Solomons. Yeah. Yeah, the Solomon Island. Um, so that's that's my internet plot holes that I had for you guys. Um, that takes us sort of to the end, I guess, of our alien discussion. Um, this was sort of free-flowing. We didn't really talk about the plot at all. I don't really care about going over the plot of these movies. Um, I'm going to assume that people have sort of seen them or don't care that much. Oh, man, um, we should have did a spoiler alert at the beginning. We should. I'm going to insert Fuck. one of those at the beginning, probably. Um, I'm going to insert a lot of stuff at the beginning. We're going to re-record big parts of this. <laughs> oh. uh, or just delete it. Um, but, like, I sort of – it drives me crazy when people are, like, when you listen to a podcast about a movie and they're, like, the podcast is, like, good, but they have this, like, slavish devotion of telling you everything that happens in the movie. I'm like – Guy, I don't care. I just want to hear how gorgeous Josh Hartnett is. Um, <laughs> that is like very eyes. specific. Very <laughs> Maybe a little specific, but like I don't care about the plot. Like you've seen Alien, or you don't need me to tell you what happens in Alien, right? They're on a ship. There's an alien. 
it eats some people. Um, I do like the second set of teeth was majorly dope. That was cool. That's I so, don't fully understand it, but it's super cool. I like how like lazy it was on the <laughs> shuttle. Like for the whole movie, anybody who sees that thing, it's already too late, right? Like they're no, he dead. was just like tired. He was taking He's a nap. He's like, oh god, he was. He wanted to nap as much as Ripley wanted to nap. And I feel I like thought it was too cold. Okay, I wasn't gonna bring this up, but J Mix has another plot hole. Uh, <laughs> With apparently nothing to eat, the facehugger transforms into a 500-plus pound uh, full-grown alien in less than 24 hours. How and why this uh, occurs is not only hand-waved by the film, it barely seems to amaze the crew of the Nostromo while you die trying to fight it. Uh, so first off, it's a man in a suit. I don't think it's probably 500 pounds. It's probably like a, a, a solid 280. I want to see the version of the movie where everybody who sees the thing for the first time after it grows, it's like, holy shit, you got really big. How did that happen? Yeah. What have you no, been eating? You know what Where have you been for the last 20 minutes? I would not worry about the physics of the alien oh, wait, getting I'm dead. I would care much more about, that's a thing that's going to kill me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could maybe, have been like maybe Ash could have dropped a line. Um, okay, so I guess we have closing thoughts about the movie. Uh, what did you guys think? Very good. I thought it was good. Okay. Uh, the cat survived. Yeah. Which surprised me when the alien was just like staring at the cat. I was like, well, yeah. That's going to turn into another eight pounds of alien. (laughs) Oh, that's how it gains its weight. So it just eats people and turns that into weight. Yeah. It's a one to one. It's a perfect being. Uh, Plug that plot hole. Yeah. It doesn't care about laws of thermodynamics. Um, yeah, I thought this movie was really good. Um, I think it's really effective. Uh, I think Ripley is just one of the best characters uh, in a like science fiction movie. Um, I think she's definitely one of the best female leads I've ever seen. Like her and Sarah Connor from the first Terminator yeah. are two of the best, just like female leads because they're just they're believable. A lot of the times when you get strong female leads, they're just dudes in skirts, um, and Ripley was not that and. I really enjoyed it. Like, it's really refreshing, and it's a movie from 1979. Like, this movie's 40 years old. Um, So, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I give this movie a thumbs up. Um, Not super scary, but I feel like that's an okay way to start. Yeah. Um, So... I appreciate not having something super scary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's sort of our discussion of Alien... Um, I'm thinking that our next one will be, I want to say The Conjuring. Oh, Jesus. To get us something a little bit newer. Um, I'm thinking we might jump back and forth between newer horror movies and sort of classic ones. Um, so jump back and forth and, like, eventually hit stuff like The Thing and Halloween and all of that. Um... So we have all the sort of reference points we need if we're going to watch a movie like Scream or Cabin in the Woods. But I also want to make Vicky way more scared than Alien made her. So, right off. Um, all right. So I'm thinking for the next one we'll do The Conjuring. Um, oh, and okay. let me just sort of give you uh, what the poster is. Uh, it's sort of a, a sepia-toned tree with a noose and a house in the background. And its IMDb description is, 
Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. I'm already scared. Um, so this sounds like it's right up uh, Vicky's alley. Uh, what do you sort of uh, expect from this based just on that description? To be very well, mad at us, probably? There's going to be some demon shit. Okay. Uh, Johnny, have you seen this movie? I haven't. Okay. And it's not. It's not really in... Not... Uh, the type of movie I would normally watch either, so it'll be interesting. I do think maybe we should talk about, like, when Vicky says demon shit, okay, I like, immediately think of, like, darkness from legend. I, uh, what? Uh, and that's clearly not what you mean. No, I mean, like, okay, so the first horror movie I ever saw was Paranormal Activity. So stuff like that. Uh, yeah, gotcha. that's what we're Shit. getting. That's what this so, movie is. Uh, so I've only actually seen about half of The Conjuring. Um, I fell asleep. <laughs> sounds, sounds super scary. Not because the movie is like <laughs> bad or slow or anything. It's just because I wake up for work at like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So the next one will be The Conjuring, um, and that'll sort of do it. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. You can follow the Discomfort Zone on Twitter at zone underscore discomfort and contact us via email at discomfortzonepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.